Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, Pat Hybin. Glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm on cool. Me too. You're doing great, dude. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is that my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. All right, brothers, listen, a couple of changes on the 2017 event schedule. Had a couple of people bail for various reasons on a couple of these trips. So now where we didn't have some openings, we have a few openings if you are interested. All right, so first of all, May 31st, Fambundance, Philly. Several spots left there, May 31st to June 2nd, right before the One Life Fully Live conference. Uh, see Tim Road or Mike McCarthy about that. One Life Fully Live is June 3rd and 4th in Philly. And then on June 7th, a couple of the players are going to go straight from there up to Maine. But we have a group of eight hard chargers, uh, Go Abundance Brothers, going. We have two Go Crew going a day ahead of time to Mount Katahdin in Maine. We're going to hike from June 7th to June 11th, and then we're going to party at the Hollywood Casino on Summit Day. Then you'll leave on the 11th. We had uh, someone had to bail on that one as well. So we have two spots. If you are interested, that's going to be an incredibly gratifying, self-reliant trip, and uh, we're going to go... A deep sometimes the best time is had you know when you're just kind of walking in nature and going deep with your brothers we're gonna be digging deep on one sheets etc etc on the climb so that's great Mount Katahdin that is the final summit spot of the Appalachian Trail so when people go from Georgia to Maine we're just going straight to Maine we're flying into Bangor Maine June 7th to June 11th see Melanie about that Melanie at GoBundance.com and then the fam abundance was sold out but now there is two extra spots two families have bailed and there are two extra spots on fam abundance solar eclipse in Jackson home Wyoming only several places in the United States you can see this solar eclipse bunch of people are driving Winnebago's to there or you could just fly direct there and get there that way there is the summer tribal gathering which is happening in Austin Texas September 9th to September 11th you can see Melanie about that and then you got one life West Coast mark your calendars October 21st and 22nd and then the Belize trip for couples, there is a Belize Trip Couples Mastermind. Don't forget that is an incredible event. Uh, got five-star reviews. Pat Cullinane just absolutely manages this with his wife, Sam, and they do a great couples adventure. And then we have the International Trip 
to South Africa. Uh, still some spots there. If you want to go, I have 15 people signed up and plus one go crew that is going to videotape and photography the whole thing and help us with our one sheet presentations while there so that's uh, september 24th to october 4th incredible hey by the way i just you know one of the things we're going to do in south africa is hit the legends which is a premier golf course like the best one there and they have this thing this 19th hole the only way to get there is a helicopter and you shoot your ball off the cliff and if you get a hole in one you get a million dollars. I just read that Morgan Freeman, yes, the Morgan Freeman just shot a hole in two and he got boofed. So if you want to do better than Morgan, come on down. September 24th to October 4th, South Africa. So there's some great events, guys. Take advantage of these opportunities because they're all lifetime bucket list adventures. On with the show! Grab life big. Okay, GoBros. I got the man in the GoBro room. Getting ready to grab life big, Mr. Ken Wimberly. My buddy from Vietnam is here, and uh, we're going to dig deep today. Ken, welcome to Grab Life Big. Well, hey, thanks, Pat. Thanks for that great intro there. I love your energy. <laughs> Ken. All right, so give everybody a five-minute story of your life from the day you were born till today. Okay. Born in 1971 in Fort Worth, Texas. Parents divorced when I was just a few years old. Probably that's the first memory I've got. Uh, raised by my mom. Uh, we were poor. Lived in a trailer park for a while. Then some low-income apartments. Moved to our first house when I was eight years old lived there and and uh and that was in arlington texas went to kemper military school at age 12 and that was by choice so it was a military boarding school in boonville texas i'd watched the movie taps and got a hair up my ass decided uh going to military school would be for me and, and that's what i did so i was there for four years i graduated in 1988 at 16 years old and i was valedictorian in my class wow got an appointment got an appointment to the citadel and I passed on that appointment in favor of going to a college where there were girls after four years of military <laughs> school. And uh, of all places, I chose Texas A&M, uh, which was not a great choice for girls, in my opinion. So I went to A&M after um, uh, valid, being valedictorian in my high school class, made a 1.2 my first semester in college. Welcome to the big world. And I uh, kind of failed out at A&M that first semester. So came back home out uh, to, to Arlington, went to junior college for a couple of years, got my grades up, then went to TCU. Now that was the home for girls. So was at TCU as a junior and was What's there TCU? for oh, Texas Christian University in okay. Fort Worth. Okay. And it's a small school. There's about 6,000 uh, undergrad enrollment at the time. And boy, it was chock full of beautiful ladies, which is what I was looking for in my college experience. But, but they know, were all devout year, Christians, right? They weren't, they weren't putting out, were they? Yeah, somehow there were a few that <laughs> slipped in there. <laughs> you know, they let a few stragglers in, so it worked out well. You know, but about a year into my TCU career, you know, President Bush invaded Iraq, and we entered into Gulf War One. And when that happened, I had some feeling inside of me that I needed to do something different and uh, go do my part. So I enlisted in the Navy. I remember sitting on a couch watching the bombs fly. The next day, I went to the recruiter and enlisted in the Navy. 
And so I served uh, in the Navy as uh, doing air crew intelligence aboard EP-3 aircraft, doing kind of airborne reconnaissance, traveled to eight countries in two years, stationed in Misawa, Japan, got to ski every weekend. I was way up in northern Japan, and so every weekend that we weren't deployed, I was skiing different mountains up in northern Japan. After the Navy, um, I actually had a four-year tour, got out in three because Clinton started downsizing and I decided after three years that I wanted to get back to college and look like a win-win. He wanted to save money and uh, in the military budget, and I wanted to get back to college. So I uh, got out after three years, uh, went back to TCU, made a 4.0, graduated uh, with a degree in uh, finance with real estate concentration, worked in the insurance and investments field for a few years after college, got married in 2000, Got had two kids with, with my wife, Melissa, at the time, uh, two kids, Grace and Knox, got entrepreneurial Shortly after, uh, right about the time I got married, I got entrepreneurial and uh, opened up a restaurant. I uh, kind of quasi-licensed a, a, not quasi, I licensed a um, uh, rights to this local pizza chain and opened up one of those. Made countless mistakes that I could write a book about today. Ended up going broke after about 18 months. Poured all the money that we had into that uh, mm. and all the money we could borrow into that deal. So it was my first time to go broke. Um, stayed in the restaurant business for another year, working as a GM of a, of a regional chain, and uh, kind of woke up one day and realized that making $50,000 a year, working 75 hours a week, wasn't going to cut it. I mean, that was right about the time that uh, we were about to have our firstborn, so our daughter, and I said, I got to get out of that business, and ended up in the real estate business, and uh, went straight into commercial real estate. I've looked at both residential and commercial, and met a guy that, that uh, was friends with a family member of mine who was in commercial real estate. Went to work for him, and my first year in real estate, well, let's say my first 11 months in real estate, I made a grand total of $0. Um, in that 11th month, I got my first commission check, which was $1,872. <laughs> and uh, It was a lease? <laughs> yeah. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a small sale of a, uh, my, my, that was my part of it, small sale of this little building. Okay. And then, but the next month, I got an $18,000 check. So nice. it was my, yeah, you know, I'd closed actually a decent sized deal. I got an $18,000 check. So we call that first year in my business, my substitute salary teacher, my substitute yeah. teacher salary year. Wow. You know, but, but thereafter, you know, the next year I made over a hundred grand and, and every year thereafter, my income has, has continued to grow. I launched my own real estate company in 2006, ran that for a couple of years and, and, uh, and then it, joined up with a, a national commercial real estate firm and then uh, survived the financial meltdown of 2008. It was my second time to really go broke. It, it, they're pretty close to broke anywhere. Short, short, got divorced, had a short sale of a home. It was a mess right there. Um, joined KW in 2009, got remarried in 2013. So in that 2009, 10, 11 period, started rebuilding my my business. Um, last year, we built our commercial real estate business up. We sold $110 million in real estate last year. We're the number one broker in all, all of KW Commercial, um, number one dollar store and auto parts store broker in the entire state of Texas. And uh, also about a year ago, we launched uh, a market center. So it became the operating principal of a KW market center. And in the last few years, we've been starting to make some pretty serious, uh, you know, real investments in, in doing wealth building. Wow. Wow, quite the story. I love it. Very good, very detailed. Of course, I'm curious about the investing piece here. So like you specialize in uh, triple net leases, right? That's it. Yes, sir. And you do dollar, what'd you say, dollar stores? 
Dollar stores and auto parts auto stores. Parts those who? are our two two biggest. Uh, well, we we represent uh, our biggest clients are developers of those products. So folks that are merchant developers building these dollar and auto parts stores. So we represent them. They'll build them. We'll help them to uh, sell them and maximize their maximize pricing on it. So you basically, they'll they'll go ahead and get the land, they'll build it, they'll work a deal out with what which which auto parts store and which dollar store you usually work so with. Dollar General is, dollar is General. who we do the most with, and Advanced Auto on the auto side. Of the, those okay. are our two biggest. We also do Family Dollar and Dollar Tree and okay. O'Reilly's. We do some of the other. You do stuff. all that shit. So they so they put them on there. And then they call you, say, Ken, uh, put these up for sale, and then you go out and put them out there to the world, right? I mean, because people buy those for all over the, from all over the place. All over the world. So we do a lot of uh, money moving from the coasts, um, California, New York, over into Texas. Of course, we, we sold properties in a dozen states, not just in Texas, but Texas is such an attractive market to people. We, uh, we have lots of opportunity here. Hmm. And uh, what's the cap rates on those now? So uh, they're down in the you know high fives, low sixes right okay. now. A lot of those things. What what were they about ten years ago? Oh my goodness, nine plus. Right. You know, yeah, <laughs> nine. But it just you know five years ago, you you were in the you know eight cap range on these uh, dollar right. stores. Yeah, I think David and Tim and I went, and I think it was two thousand and. 13 maybe what year are we now 17 might have been 12 i think it was 13 and we went and we looked at uh auto zones and dollar mainly dollar generals all over the place and yeah i yep. think i think they were at like eight seven eight something at that point yep and so now they're the new ones uh on those are rolling in the low sixes even you know we've got a couple that have trading in the high fives okay okay all right, good. And all right, so let's get into some nitty gritty. So, what percentager are you? So currently, I am forty three percent as the end of Q one. I expect you know, looking at our investments that are coming through this year, expect to be at one hundred eight percent by year end. Okay, so that's a big shift. So, what? Why is that? What are you investing in? What do you have? Um, it's it's some investments that are starting to pay off. So, for instance. Uh, Market center investment. We've got some other value add funds that we've invested in that will start paying off towards the end of this year. It would define value add fund. So I, we we put a fair amount of money into a. Um, I've got a friend of mine that uh, has put together several funds, and he'll go raise five, ten million dollars. In this case, I think he raised seven million dollars for this particular fund. And he will go looking for value add opportunities. So one of his first deals in this fund was a. Uh, multi-tenant office building that he had a relationship with a tenant that he was going to backfill vacancy with immediately. And that's kind of become an immediate, you know, nice return for him. He's doing another land deal in this fund that um, he got a good deal on the land. It's in a great area. They're going to turn around and, and subdivide that land and sell lots to the builders. So he's doing that. And then he's just looking for, he's mostly an office guy that looks for you know, mismanaged office product that's got vacancy in it, and he'll come in. He's got a management company, go in, uh, turn around the product, and sell it for profit. And so, I'm in one of his funds. We were in another one a couple of years ago, and over the course of about two and a half years, we ended up with just under a 300% return on that deal. Holy dirt! <laughs> really? Yeah. So, Are so you like year, to, for the year or for the three uh, years? 
for the three years. But so 100% happy, a year, right? It's not too bad. So I was happy to uh, uh, reinvest in another one of his Hell projects. Hell yeah. So when, and then when, you get, when he sells the what he buys in him, which, you know, with $7 million, he's buying, what, like seven things maybe at a million each or so? Or? Well, they're not going all – they're leveraging as well. So they're oh, using right. leverage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so they're using yeah. leverage on it. And so and also when they sell, they will go reinvest in certain things and they're expecting a 5 to 7 year total hold time in this fund. The one I was in happened to be a single asset in one of his funds. Okay. I was just involved in the single asset. But this fund, they'll, they're anticipating a five to seven year total hold on it with an average. I mean, his average returns on these are between 25 and 30 percent IRRs. Right, right. Okay, okay, cool. All right. And uh, so, uh, what's your net worth? Uh, 1.8 today. Okay. Okay. So, what about your vertical income? So, what you got your horizontal, what are you making in commissions and everything else, selling, you know, dollar generals, et cetera? Well, so I generally on commissions only take about 250 and i don't do a ton of the commission work a lot of mine is coming from building this company with other brokers right there so my total vertical uh expect this year to be about around 365 okay and that's from that's from those commissions from uh, my active role in the uh management of this company um, i do some coaching and then uh, there's a little consulting on the side here and there and then commission income Okay. What about give back ratio? How are you looking there? Uh, about a, just under 6% give back ratio. Okay. That's, that's decent. So you're giving back at a, say, four or 500 total when you add your horizontal and vertical. Um, yep. Yep. So you're giving back about 30 grand. Right. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and how we do, and, and how Amber and I do most of that is, is I, we have a budget that we set that we, that we pay ourselves salaries and run all of our expenses off of everything that we bring in above that budget. We kind of run through a, a funnel process. And, and so everything that comes in there gets divided up and 10% off of that amount goes um, to giving tithing, being generous to someone else. And then 25% to taxes, 20% to more investments and the balance of 45% goes to, you know, what we call our project and bucket list, which is, you know, things we've identified that we need to spend money on, whether it's, cars or home improvements or vacations or, or reinvestment into other deals. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So where does Ken want to be in 10 years? Tahiti. So you can make that happen. Years, yeah. I mean, well, you know, and, and, that, and that will happen actually. So in 10 years, we want to grow our company into a, a $2 billion plus company. In fact, we want, we're looking to do that in about five to seven years. We want to grow our company to a thousand transactions per year. We have it about a $2 million average sales price. So that'd be a $2 billion sales company right there. That's a big, big push for us as in our firm. I want to grow my passive income to over a million per year. I want to launch my parents journaling website and app, um, grow that to a million subscribers. I think I've talked to you about that before. Yeah, but it's my, but then, re- my but real yeah. passion project right there. Tell, tell us about it because, you know, you told me, but everybody yeah. listening don't know about it. Well, so I've been journaling. I have three kids. Um, I have a, a 14-year-old daughter, a son that's almost 13, and a son that's 15 months. And I have been journaling to my children since my daughter was one and my son was in the womb. And... I'm, I've made a commitment that I'll journal to each kid once per month and uh, frame each journal entry with the um, 
the date, the time, the day of the week, your age and my age, right? So that the kids can later read through these journal entries with context of what's happening in our lives. And I've been doing that for 13 years now. And I, I attach photos and videos or voice notes, but uh, mostly it's about the stories that I tell and the moments that I capture in these journals of what's happening in our lives. And so my commitment's once per month per kid. Sometimes that's three or four times a month, and sometimes I'll miss a couple of months. I try not to, but sometimes it happens. I get busy. But I always will kind of get back to it. So there's 12 to 15 entries in, in any year per kid. And so I'm about to create, I'm actually in the process of about to start wireframing. Um, thank you, Mark Yigi, for that advice. About to start uh, wireframing this process for this website. And we're going to create a journaling website that will eventually grow to an, what, what, an app as well. What, what is wireframing? <laughs> I ask that same question. It's basically <laughs> mapping out what every single pipe will look like and what the different clicks will do and you know, what it will go to. It sounds like a total oh, ass whipping yeah, to me. Right, yeah. <laughs> but oh, my God. It's yeah. mapping it all out, right? Mapping out the website, right like what goes where and how. how yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then, and then, so, so you, anyway, the, go ahead. Launch, launching the journal, growing that to a million a year, talking about the 10 year. Um, in five years, I'm going to take a one year sabbatical, travel to all national parks in the lower 48. And I want to, over that course of that five to 10 years there, I want to use this journaling platform to help millions of parents become more engaged, involved with their kids. Wow. So that's my future. That's, that is cool. That is cool. And, and that reminded me, you know, of, of one of the other talks we had when, um, when we were all in Vietnam about you losing weight. You want to discuss that one? Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm about to give a class about what next week in, in, kind of talking through some of this, but I lost in 2012, I, I made a big commitment to the world on growing my business and scaling my business, uh, getting fit and healthy and getting out of debt. I, I had $350,000 in debt back in 2012. And in two years, I paid off every penny of that debt. I dropped 50 pounds of weight and we scaled our business from 20 million to 70 million. And um, it's, it's what can be done in 24 months of hyper-focused intensity. And with the weight and the health and fitness, you know, it started with tracking my calories. I got real freaky about tracking everything that I was eating into a little app and, um, and working out regularly. I, my initial 90 days, it was just all on the elliptical. I did 90 days for 30 minutes a day on the elliptical. Then I started working in um, push-ups and sit-ups on top of that. And that but you know, it's just tracking what being aware of what I was eating. Uh, and that lost about 30 pounds of the weight, 30 to 35. But the balance of it shed off when I really changed my diet and, and what I was eating. And that came from reading um, a book called It Starts With Food, which is they have a program called The Whole 30, which is all the rage around the country right now. But it's basically paleo eating at the end of the day. And so I, I try to eat a mostly paleo diet and I exercise generally about five days a week. And it works. And I have a lot of energy. <laughs> that's awesome dude that is awesome i can't imagine you would fit, fit. i'm sure there's pictures maybe on facebook but oh I, there's there, there's one in my living room right and I, someone my buddy of mine was there the other day he said you need to never take that picture down you know and i was like you're true it's right so you know it's a reminder of what uh what a different world looked like 50 pounds is a lot of weight i mean you know yeah. what 10 pounds is is a lot of weight 50 is is, is a different person it's a different person it really is Wow! So, yeah, so that yeah. I'm gonna after we hang up, I'm gonna go look for you. Uh, maybe I'll <laughs> make, make it your uh, album cover here. Uh, there, 
Yeah, you can go creep my Facebook, and I'm sure yeah. you can find some old ones there from 2011 and 12. All right, cool. Well, that, that's awesome. So now you've got like a killer body fat, right? What's your body fat? So crazy thing is that's what I don't even know the answer to it. I, I mean, you're skinny. Really... I mean, you're you're yeah, freaking no, fit, I'm, you know? I mean... I'm, I'm working to get – so I'm, I'm on a strict six-week plan right now. I'll go to Vegas for ICSE here in a month, so I'm trying to look as good as I can when I go to Vegas uh, for – for a couple of days at the pools before ICSC. Um, so I'm working to get my abs back. So I've been eating pretty strict and uh, uh, really you know, working out pretty hard right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So which pillar would you say Ken Wimberly sucks at? Probably the worst right now would be accountability or the extreme accountability on this. Um, it's been really good with our GoPod for a while and then – Something just kind of happened. Everyone got busy going different directions. And so I'm accountable to myself. But And I do have a business coach, but he, he works more, more of a consultant than a coach to me. So I don't have really a whole lot of outside accountability in my world right now. Well, you know, reach out to Melanie and uh, she'll get you in another one. Well, I'm just going to reach back out to my GoPod. Um, okay. And because and, I love my pod and it's right. not that at all it's just all of us just uh got sidetracked so we're, yeah. we're i'll reach back out to my group and we're going to get involved again cool there you go all right cool uh so which one are you best at i think i've done a pretty damn good job of the the health side of things yeah absolutely and, yeah yeah i think i've been able to be an example to my kids an example to others on on uh sticking with it because you know it's, it's easy to you know hit a hit a goal and and lose five, 10, even 20 pounds. But the, the tough thing comes is making that a lifestyle, making that a habit. And I've done a pretty good job of, of getting fairly habitual on a uh, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So essentially you, you know, the paleo diet, right. Is, is very uh, protein rich, right. And uh, it is carb free, right. Yep. Uh, cuts out a lot of processed foods. Basically, all the, processed foods, right? I pretty mean, much all processed foods. So the exception I make in my paleo diet, because I am a salsa fanatic, and I've tried eating salsa without chips, and the chip is a necessary delivery vehicle. Corn. Right? It's an important part. So, <laughs> it's corn so, and so, salt. That's natural. <laughs> so, so the chips, it, I, I make my exception fried, two places, yeah. right? And, it, and it's chips, and it's desserts because i fucking love ice cream yeah. right so um those are the two places and Milk i've just and learned <laughs> for, you know, yeah i know but for me i've learned i can have those two things but when i cut out the bread and i cut out all the other stuff that's out there mm. um it it works for me and so like i said I, I i will keep my weight within about a seven pound range and if i hit over that seven pounds and i do what i'm doing right now i get serious and i go for a month or six weeks of, of cutting out my desserts and then I get back in shape. Yeah. You know, my uh, business partner uh, for my real estate team in Maryland who bought my team, he lost 60 pounds about 10 years ago. And I was looking at old photos. I was putting together a, um, a long story. I was looking at old photos, putting something together. And I, I saw a picture of him. It looks completely different. And, and you're saying that you lost 50 pounds reminds me of this. And what he did, you know, he went on the, the Atkins or the South Beach or whatever. Same, yeah. I, same idea. Sure. And he never went off. Like he, that's how he eats today. You know, we'll go out to eat. He'll be like burger, no bun. Right. I mean, that's, yep. that's it. And, and uh, he stuck to it. And I really think there's a lot to that. If your body, 
if that's how it reacts, then that's how you got to roll. I'm starting to think I'm like that. You know what I mean? Because as soon as I start eating carbs, as soon as I start gaining like a pound of a pound, two pounds a month, you know, just because I'm carb heavy that month, you know? Yeah. And for so again, for me, I just realized I can eat desserts and not pack it on. So that's the coolest thing I've learned. And it's kind of you test it, but I did learn it's the bread and the, the, the starchy carbs are what does it for me. And so when I cut those out, then I get to do the things I really enjoy. And, and so I'm okay with that. That's awesome. That's great. Hey, yeah. All right. So cool, cool beans. All right. So uh, what brings Ken joy? My kids bring me the most joy. Being a dad and helping them grow and learn and experience things that, that it took me years and years to learn. That's probably the thing that brings me the most joy in life. Yeah, that's and awesome. I just that's, that's why this whole journaling thing is so you know close to me because it's it's my connection with my kids mm. yes all right cool so uh, let's ask this plain question for you uh, this is a, uh, a first person answer all right you are giving this answer to someone on the other line of the phone not to me you are on a plane and you see smoke coming out of the wings and the pilot says, Ken, brace for impact. We are going down. You have 30 seconds to pick up the phone and call somebody. Go. I call Amber. Amber is my wife. And I tell Amber that I love you. And I want you to know how much I love you and how fortunate I am that we've had the years together that we've had. That I love you as a mother. And I know you're going to do a great job of taking care of Kai. And I want you to... Teach him all you can. Teach him the lessons that you've learned and the lessons that we've learned together. Fulfill our destiny that we've we've wanted to do together. Fulfill it on your own. Be happy. Um, you know, get out there and live your life. Uh, live it to the fullest. Pour into Knox and Grace and let them know that how much I love them and continue to be that that stepmom for them, that alternate mom that they love so much. And uh, thank you for filling my life with happiness. Awesome, dude. And that's my call. That's dude. That's great. That is awesome. Very heartfelt. I could hear it. Very good. Very good. Okay. All right. So let's see. Let's talk a little bit about greatest hits, right? So you got, you know, any any rock and roll star or country music person has a has a greatest hits album. Uh, what's Ken Wimberly's greatest hits album? So these are my future greatest hits? Or no, we're going to do that next. These are the ones in your past, you know, like, uh, and then your kid's born, that, that's one. They don't want you to use up three on that, right? So, sure. Uh, Man, that's a great question on these greatest hits. Uh, you know, without a doubt, the birth of all three of my children, okay, is is the greatest hit. I'll tell you one of the greatest hits I had was a freaking vacation we took two years ago. And we went to took a two week family vacation. Uh, we were pregnant with Kai at the time. Took the the whole family and the dog, and we spent a week in Rocky Mountain National Park up in in Colorado. Then we drove and we drove this whole trip. So we drove from Texas up there. We spent a week up there. Then we drove to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we caught the Cheyenne Rodeo, which was on Amber's bucket list, and it was freaking awesome. Then we drove from Cheyenne up to uh, Grand Teton National Park, and you talk about seeing God in your life. Well, when I saw those mountains, that was the the picture of God. And it was the most epic, amazing, wonderful place that I'd ever been. We spent a little bit, a little over a week in the Tetons and Yellowstone exploring the parks and just 
being in touch with nature. So that was hands down one of my greatest hits. You know, one of them is, yeah, I think taking a risk, right? And and I failed at the pizza business, but you know what? I got out there and I took the risk and I started it. I built it. I learned. And so even failing through that, I consider, you know, a hit because it was me up there swinging the freaking bat. And another greatest hit of mine is what I'm living right now. And that's building this business into what we've been able to build it to so far, associating with the people we have here, which are really the ones responsible for getting it to where it is right now. And just being a part of, you know, being able to be the leader and uh, be a part of this awesome journey right here. So for me, I think that's off the top of my head, some of my greatest hits. That's cool, man. That's cool. What about future? Let's talk about the future. What are your some of your top bucket list items or uh, future greatest hits you want to have? Yeah, well, top ones like purchasing a Wimberley family ranch mm. is everybody it, in Texas. It. Everybody in Texas is in these ranches. I, I don't get it. What? Oh, it, I mean, other other than is it like what is it? What do you do with a ranch? Well, you fish, you hunt, you shoot, you chill, you drink, you hang out, you you ride four wheelers. You you okay. <laughs> so much. All right, I get it. So it's like your own little. It's a big piece of land and a and a cabin or a house and yeah. and you just yeah and, you and just I'm get out like five, do outdoorsy yeah. stuff. Four or five hundred acres here with water and topography and uh, you know we're talking about recreational ranch here. We used yeah, to have I noticed, a family. Like, that's a thing. Like like Gary Keller has a huge ranch. Jay Papasan bought a huge ranch yeah. with all the money he's making on the One Thing book and and all these people are buying ranchers ranches. I'm like, what the hell? Jay and I were just talking yesterday about that. As a matter of fact, Jay's like, man, get out and go buy it. So so that's a it's a big one. So that that's number one on my list is is to buy the family ranch. Yeah, the other big items on my future greatest hits is just i want to be the the you know they'll walk my daughter down the aisle and give her away to the man of her dreams and that you know seeing her fulfilled with uh you know, truly a stand-up guy and the man of her dreams will bring me great joy and i like to do that same thing and i like stand up as best man for i like to be the best be the guy that each of my sons think of when they think of best man um, when they get married to the girl of their dreams and so I want that to be a big one for me, and then I uh, I want to take Amber on a you know, big vacation to Italy. We want to go to Tuscany and Portofino, and just enjoy the Italian countryside and explore it. And uh, something on both of our bucket list right there. And, you know, in a perfect world, we catch Andre Bocelli uh, performing while we're out there. It'd be amazing. And then uh, probably my last one that I look forward to is just you know. Being 75 years old and surrounded by my children and grandchildren with, you know, a house full of laughter and love out at our ranch. So that's cool. That's it. I love that, dude. I love it. Well, I can't wait to come out and fish and hunt and. Hell yeah! Go, go shoot some and stuff, be a man. rancher with you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Pat, I got like two dozen guns, so we can go have a good time. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's let's uh, let's jump into uh, something from the GoPod app here, the Go Abundance app. Uh, are you ready for something? Why not? Okay, Kent. Talking yep. bad about others, rightly or wrongly raises one's own self-esteem what is the insecurity that makes you do this hmm man pat realities i try to rarely do that however um i'm not without insecurities that's for sure probably my biggest insecurity is just 
most of my world revolves around leadership right now. And so my biggest insecurities would come from not being the leader that I need to be. And I can tell you that that's what weighs on my mind mostly these days. Yeah. Okay. So you may think at least, or maybe talk that XYZ is a not so great leader or and I'm not saying everybody does it, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a question on the app, but I think everybody probably does to some, at level. some point, at some does. point, sure. like, eh, <laughs> you know, such and such has got a personality like a door, you know, and you're like, Oh, maybe I'm saying that because, you know, he's in a higher position than well, me. You know? Well, no, and, and, and there's some truth to some of those points. So, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I've known some of those people. <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, good stuff. Well, listen, Ken, this has been uh, great. I appreciate you coming on today and sharing everything that you have. I'm going to put all of Ken's information in the show notes. And uh, can't wait to uh, – you're going to Africa, right? Not to Africa. I'm doing Belize and Jackson Hole. Okay. You know, I know I saw your list on there. So Belize and and Jackson Hole should be awesome, dude. And anyways, uh, we'll be breaking bread in, in the near future soon. Look forward to it, my friend. See you, boss. Thanks, Pat. Grab life big. <laughs>